Bridge Bank helps breakthrough ideas actually break through and remains dedicated to providing financial solutions to the risk takers, the game changers, and the disruptors. Bridge Bank, a division of Western Alliance Bank. Bridge Bank, be bold, venture wisely. Hi there, I'm Randad Fattah from Throughline. If you're listening to this podcast, you know that KQED produces exceptional storytelling that keeps you informed, inspired, and entertained. Their podcasts cover issues from your neighborhood to the entire country and everything in between. Support this work today. You can help us continue to bring quality podcasts to your ears. Just head to donate.kqed.org slash podcast. That's donate.kqed.org slash podcast. From KQED. Good morning. This is the California Report. I'm Saul Gonzalez in Los Angeles. Another week, another set of jaw-dropping unemployment numbers because of the coronavirus pandemic. This morning, the U.S. Department of Labor announced 6.6 million more Americans have filed for unemployment. And that means many of us are hearing this message. Due to current events, we are experiencing a large increase in claims filed and are extending our staff resources to keep up with the demand. For faster service, use UI online at edd.ca. That's the message you hear when you call to file for unemployment with the state of California. Expect to wait on the phone for a while, though, because you're not alone. Here in California, more than 2 million people have filed for unemployment since March. That's more than the populations of San Diego and Sacramento combined. The coronavirus pandemic is changing how we interact with medical professionals. For instance, Medicare and Medicaid have expanded access to telehealth appointments for their members. This means more elderly and low-income people can now get health care from practitioners without visiting a clinic or hospital. The California Report's Nina Sparling listened in on a visit to learn more. Let me try another location. Actually, it works right there. You sound perfect. Great. So how have you been feeling? Kim Cardoza was a nurse midwife at Lifelong Medical Center in Berkeley. She's talking to Gabriela Hernandez, who's 37 weeks pregnant. They would normally see each other in the clinic every few weeks, but for the past two, they've been checking in over the phone from the quietest corners of their houses. I just took my blood pressure, and I I don't know if it's a little high. I'm going to read it to you. I think it's high. It's at 150 over 106. Oh, yeah, I don't like that. Hernandez has had to learn how to take her own blood pressure. Is it a wrist or, a, or an arm cuff that you have? It's a wrist. Okay. Okay. It's the yeah. CVS house. She's also making time to drop samples off at a nearby lab that Cardozo would usually collect at the clinic. Lifelong is one of thousands of community health centers in California to dramatically cut back services under the shelter-in-place order. Most of its patients are on Medi-Cal, which normally requires clinics to see them in person to qualify for reimbursement. But a recent waiver has changed that, which means many clinics can get reimbursed for appointments over the phone. Doctors still see patients in person for the most urgent cases, but the majority of visits are now virtual. You know, I've been a midwife for 20 years, and I feel like I'm right out of school. The learning curve has been steep for everyone at Lifelong Medical Center, and their patients are working through the transition, too. It's also meant the clinic isn't seeing as many patients every day, and the implications of that are troubling to Deputy Director Lucinda Bazile. This is really stressful. But this is a work that we all chose, and so we really want to make sure that this population, you know, gets the care that they need. Lifelong may furlough non-medical workers to help balance its budget. Staff like Bazile and Cardozo both recognize that telehealth isn't a long-term or a complete solution. But patients like Hernandez are relieved to have the support. Any headaches or 
pain in your chest or legs or anything? Not today. Um, yesterday, I had a really bad body aches and a headache, but I thought it was just because I'm pregnant. They both miss hearing the baby's heartbeat, but are grateful that they can stay in touch. Cardozo reminds Hernandez that she can call or text anytime. For the California Report, I'm Nina Sparling. California has reached a grim milestone in the coronavirus pandemic, with COVID-19 claiming the lives of more than 500 people here. Meanwhile, the state has started to cut its own deals with manufacturers to dramatically increase the number of N95 and surgical masks it can provide to hospitals and frontline workers during the pandemic. KQED's Katie Orr reports. Governor Gavin Newsom says California has signed contracts that will bring 200 million masks a month into the state. The purchases will cost nearly a billion dollars. We're dealing at a time where we need to go boldly and we need to meet this moment without playing small ball. Newsom says as California scales up its supply, it may be able to share with other states. California is also working with FEMA to utilize a new kind of technology that can clean and sterilize used N95 masks. It can clean up to 80,000 masks a day. For the California Report, I'm Katie Orr in Sacramento. Let's turn now to another vital piece of equipment in the fight against coronavirus, ventilators. The state now has about 11,000 of them in its stockpile, up from about 7,500 a few weeks back. That's enough of a cushion, Governor Newsom says, to temporarily lend more than 500 ventilators to other states grappling with the pandemic, like New York. But the Los Angeles Times reports that's a surprise to some county leaders who were expecting the state to deliver more ventilators. Riverside County, for instance, says the state recently denied its request for hundreds of the devices, even though the county expects to have a shortage within three weeks. Staying in Riverside, a skilled nursing facility there that's had an outbreak of the coronavirus has been evacuated. That after employees didn't come to work for two days in a row. KVCR's Benjamin Perper has more. Only one certified nursing assistant out of the 13 who were scheduled to work showed up at Magnolia Rehabilitation and Nursing Center in Riverside. That led to 84 residents being relocated to other centers across the county. 34 patients and five employees at the facility have been diagnosed with the coronavirus. Jose Arbayo, a spokesman for Riverside University Health System, says that Magnolia Rehabilitation is right next door to another nursing center that's also had a coronavirus outbreak. Nursing homes and facilities like this, because of their population and their circumstance, they're older, they're less physically fit, they more likely have underlying health conditions, which makes them a prime target for COVID-19. The skilled nursing facilities accepting transfers from the evacuated center will now not have room for new patients, according to the county. Sick patients will be isolated, and all employees will use personal protective equipment. Riverside County has over 1,100 confirmed cases and 32 deaths as of Wednesday afternoon. For the California Report, I'm Benjamin Perper. Across the state, medical centers continue to brace for a surge of COVID-19 patients. But predictions on when exactly that peak hits keep changing. Now, statistical modeling experts say hospitalizations might not crest until mid-May. But the looming surge weighs heavily on the minds of healthcare workers, especially in large public hospitals who serve the neediest patients. KQED science reporter Leslie McClurg is regularly checking in with an ER nurse at Highland Hospital in Oakland. He hasn't seen the sharp uptick in visits he expected, at least not yet. 
Just like last week, Douglas Frey says his shift started really quiet. Interestingly, all the stuff that usually comes in, the you know, appendicitis, the gallstones, the cyclic vomiting, heart attacks, all these things just aren't coming in right now. Either people have decided that their abdominal pain is a little more tolerable than they might have otherwise, or perhaps people are just choosing that they'd rather die at home of a heart attack than come and expose themselves to this pandemic. Then, in the afternoon... Things really picked up, and it did become chaotic at times as we tried to shuffle people around, keeping staff and patients safe. And, you know, it leaves me wondering, of course, if this is the new normal, if that was the uptick. Douglas says nearly every patient that comes through the front door or by an ambulance is treated as if they have COVID-19 because the range of symptoms is so vast, from typical flu-like stuff like a cough or a fever to nausea, dizziness, fatigue, body aches, vomiting. Many different complaints could be related, and we have to err on the side of safety. Caring for each patient takes a lot longer during a pandemic. Nurses and doctors have to dress from head to toe in protective masks and gowns. There are new protocols for disinfecting equipment. Rooms must be prepared with special air filters. Douglas wonders how long this will be the new normal. For the California Report, I'm Leslie McClurg. And that is the California Report for Thursday, April 9th, a production of KQED Public Radio. I'm Saul Gonzalez in Los Angeles. Be well, everyone. Support for the California Report comes from Eric and Wendy Schmidt, whose Fund for Strategic Innovation supports transformative ideas that benefit humanity while protecting the natural world, recognizing through science the interdependence of all living systems. Earth Justice, a national nonprofit law organization fighting for the right to a healthy environment. Earth Justice, because the earth needs a good lawyer. And Paint Care. Ideas to use up house paint and leftover paint taking up space can be found at paintcare.org. Hi, I'm Sasha Coca, host of the California Report magazine. Every week, we bring you stories about what connects us in the giant, diverse Golden State. Because what happens in California changes the world. I love this place. We were once seen as, like, the place to be California. The land of milk and honey, that's where you go to Sunshine State, but we just have challenges right now. KQED's California Report magazine. New episodes drop every Friday, wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, it's Avery Truffleman, host of Articles of Interest. And I've got to say, I've been a fan of KQED ever since I was a little kid, and I would come out to San Francisco to visit my grandma. It was just what we'd always turn on every time we got in the car, every time we were making dinner and turning on the radio, it was always KQED. And then over the years, I've become a massive fan of KQED podcasts because this is local reporting at its best. These are answers to questions you've always wanted to know, interviews with exciting, unusual voices, necessary journalism, all told with love and care and artistry. And did you know that a majority of KQED's funding actually comes from members? It's just people like you and me supporting the programs they love while also getting access to cool events, behind-the-scenes footage, and so much more. If you want to sign up and be a part of this amazing community, visit donate.kqed.org slash podcasts to become a member today. That's podcasts with an S. Thank you for listening, and thank you for your support. Do you love learning about the San Francisco Bay Area? It's history, it's people, it's unique blend of cultures? Then you should check out the Bay Curious book. 
I'm Katrina Schwartz, editor and producer on the Bay Curious podcast. And I'm here to let you know that for the month of May, we've worked out a sweet deal for KQED podcast listeners. Right now, you can get the Bay Curious ebook for $1.99. That's right, $1.99. Just search for Bay Curious wherever you get your ebooks or find a link in our show notes. This offer does expire at the end of the month, though, so you'll want to act on it fast. Happy reading! <laughs> 